Hello, welcome to the Urban Remedy Podcast, inspiring health through food, lifestyle, and making conscious choices. Today we have Mark Weil on. He is a holistic practitioner, and Mark has been named the Dr. House in an alternative health magazine, which I think is so funny because he definitely fits that bill. He treats a lot of people with Lyme disease, um, a lot of difficult cases, and uh, was voted the best to heal what ails you from San Francisco's magazine in 2004. So welcome, Mark. We're so happy to have you today. Thanks, Nika. I'm glad to be here. So today we're going to talk about detoxifying. And there's so much, there's so many questions about cleansing and detoxing. And a lot of the Western community kind of feels like detoxifying isn't really necessary because our liver and kidneys already do their job. So people don't really need to do that. I, of course, have a different viewpoint on that. Um, because of the world we live in and breathing in toxins and, you know, most of the common foods that people eat, um, we need a lot of help in that area. So what do you, how do you feel about cleansing and detoxing? Well, detoxing is a normal part of life. And I think the reason doctors say that they don't need to worry about it is because they take it to an extreme level. They think about detox, like for people that are, you know, alcoholics or drug addicts. But detox is a part of, of all of our health. We're doing building and cleansing all the time. So instead of using the word detox, I'm going to talk about cleansing because people think detox and then their mind goes into something that's a little bit more extreme. Yeah, a lot of people think detox. When they think of cleansing, they think, oh, my God, I'm going to have to run to the bathroom every five minutes. But that is definitely not what we're talking about. And so just so people really understand um, symptoms like if your if your lymph is clogged up, if you're if you're not detoxing. I mean, I know personally, I am a poor detoxifier. I have the double uh, gene mutation of the MTHFR, so I know that um, I have friends that can eat and drink anything, and they just feel great all the time. And for me, I'm much more sensitive if I, you know, eat foods that tend to clog me or you know back up my detoxification pathways. I don't feel good. So let's just start really quickly. Let's talk about a few symptoms. So people um, that people might might not be aware of. So if you're not detoxing properly or you need to cleanse a little bit, you might have achy muscles and joints. You may ache anywhere in your body. I would tell you that almost any pain has some component of detox that's not working effectively for you. Right. So I'm not talking about for anyone else. Yeah. I would say almost any sinus problem, allergy, skin issues, definitely bad breath, you know, bad body odor, gas, bloating, constipation and diarrhea. People have diarrhea and they think, oh, everything's out of me. And it's like, that is not the case. So, and there was a study by UCSF that said that 30 million, this was about 14 years ago, I got a copy of my office, it said 30 million adult Americans, that means over 18, were constipated, but their definition was two or fewer bowel movements per month, per week. Wow. So the only thing fewer than two is one, and they said 30 million Americans are like that. I would say that given 70% of Americans are overweight or obese at this point, their detox pathways aren't as effective as they could be. So if you have a weight issue, if you have headaches, if you have any ache anywhere in your body, you're going to probably have some detox issue that is not, again, we're not talking drugs and alcohol. We're just talking yeah. your body should cleanse. So in oh, general, yeah. what I tell people is I want your diet to be about 60% building, 40% cleansing. That's a ratio. But if you have the other signs, then we're probably going to go 60% cleansing, 40% building. I don't want people to <clears> – <throat> some people want to do fasts and cleanse. That's extreme. 
You can't live your daily yeah, life like that. Yeah, and it's like important that. to mention that, you know, some people, and I used to see this in my practice, people come to see me and they'd be like, I went into the store and I bought a cleansing kit and I feel terrible. I had to go to the hospital because people are not working with a professional and just all of a sudden, you know, their bodies are so toxic and, and backed up and then they're doing something and releasing all these toxins without opening their detoxification pathways. But really quickly, I want to just say a few more of the symptoms. Like I think fatigue is a really big one, hormonal imbalance, insomnia, not being able to think straight, kind of feeling like your head is fuzzy and heavy, congestion, flu-like symptoms, um, and any kind of... Uh, Yeast disorder, like yeast infections or, you know, things like that. And I've seen that most, a lot of women have urinary tract infections or bladder infections. That's all detox issues because if they get, if they change the chemistry, get the pH different, those things tend to go away really quickly. Even on my website, I have a very quick little video telling women how to get rid of bladder infections very easily by changing their diet. So to me, that stuff is all of those things that people think of where they take a medicine are mostly... Their detox pathways are not effective for them. We're not saying they're going right. to go to a lab and they're going to find horrible problems. We're just talking about effectiveness. And tell, tell me the difference of what you just were talking about. You said cleansing and building. So can you explain that in simple terms so people understand that? Sure. Some foods are anabolic and they really build muscle and they build strength and they build stamina. And other foods are going to be more cleansing. And so generally, this is general, generally the cleansing foods have more potassium and they're more your fruits and vegetables. And generally, the building foods have a little more sodium, and those are your animal products or your grains or any of the things that are saltier. So I just remind people, you want a balance of that. And if you look at American society, we're talking about, again, on vegetables and fruits, we're only talking fresh. We're not talking about canned or frozen. Those things are – there's nothing in them. Mm -hmm. And we're also talking about how you prepare those foods. So we're saying that if you look at the American diet, it is heavily geared towards building. Everybody wants to do – you know, protein levels, and they want to make sure that they're strong. But then I've, I have a lot of women in my practice, and I, and I ask them about what they're doing. And the one thing I notice is they say, well, you know, the guy that I'm with, if they're with a guy, is, you know, he's got horrible body odor, and he's got bad breath, but he's really strong. And it's like, yeah, and he, when he leaves the bathroom, everybody knows it, right? And it's like, so they're toxic because they've done all this heavy building, heavy protein, but they haven't done the fruits and the vegetables and that's why I like to recommend to people if they can bring their diet 60 to 70% fruits and vegetables, and then they can do whatever proteins work for them, which are not always animal proteins. And so what do you think? I mean, that's a good, that's interesting because there's so many people out there that um, do the high-protein diets to lose weight. They do, you know, a lot of um, animal fats. They do, you know, meat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they don't even do, I mean, one of my friends, won't even eat lettuce because of the carbon lettuce, so which is very extreme. But so, what happens to the body when you're eating that much animal protein? Well, you build up acid levels, and the acid levels are also very dehydrating. So, all these people that are eating high amounts of protein are going to be really dry. And if it's a woman out there, then you're having to put lipstick or lip balm all the time, or you're having to put lotion on your skin. You notice any dry places? Your hair is dry. It tells you that yes, you're eating maybe healthy fats. But if you're not getting the, the minerals, the high electrolytes that are going to come from fruits and vegetables, you're not going to flush the waste out, and then the acid builds up. The lymph system gets congested, which is your main sewer. And so these people tend to have a lot of the symptoms. Matter of fact, we know that many people that have high protein get more arthritic kind of symptoms down the road, and that so, takes years to And are you up. talking about ketosis? So yes. when you're in ketosis, because a lot of doctors think that's really healthy, a, a healthy state to be in. 
And I tried it once years ago, and it did not work for me. I did not feel very good. Well, I think for a lot of people that have been eating pure junk, if they go towards you know high-protein diets, for them, they probably cut out the junk, which for them is a big improvement. Right. But you know, getting ketotic and staying there is not a desirable lifestyle. I know there's plenty of people that advocate it, but I find that those people down the road, they do more damage to themselves because their detox pathways are less efficient than they should be, whereas the people – and I'm not telling people to go vegan, and I'm not telling people to go raw food. I'm saying get a high percentage of fruits and vegetables in there. You've got antioxidants. You've got alkalinity. You've got higher potassium. You're going to have easier eliminations, which will also make you feel better. You talk to all these people that are doing high protein, and they don't have easy eliminations, and they don't feel as good in that way. And that's huge. I mean, I think that's really important to talk about um, bowel movements. It's like you should go every single day. And you should, and see, I'm going to be more picky because I studied with Bernard Jensen. Uh-huh. So when I was in law school and I was feeling terrible and I had had hemorrhoid surgery as an undergraduate, I'd passed a kidney stone as an undergraduate, and I felt horrible. And I was I was skinny. But I was eating lots of animal products because that's what I knew, and I was eating carbs. And Bernard Jensen read my irises when I was 22, and he said, you're really constipated. And it's like, how did he know that I only went twice a week? Yeah. (laughs) You know, he knew that, and he said, you need to start eating fruits and vegetables. And when I did, it started to change my diet. I started to feel better. He got me to do colonics and enemas. That's why I have enema videos on my website. It's not that I'm telling people to go out and spend money on a colonic. I give them free advice that they can do on their own. Because once people get their bowels open up, then the GALT, the gut-associated lymphoid tissue, clears. And then all the stuff in their head and their neck and their shoulders has a place to dump into. So most people don't pay attention to elimination. And I'm going to tell them just, I always say, it's just like your animals. You feed a dog, it goes out and has a bowel movement. You talk to a mother who has a baby, every time the baby gets fed, the baby has a bowel movement. Adults are like, well, if I have my coffee in the morning, I might have a good bowel movement that day. But you're eating three times a day, and you're not eliminating. And so all that builds up. Yeah. And when you get people to start doing produce, what they'll say is, oh, I have all this gas. And it's like, well, it's because you've been backed up for years. You may want to start with a colonic or two, and you might want to start with enemas. Once you get that old stuff out, the produce will not set that off in you because you're not filled up with old shit. And I mean, I think another really big part of that equation is just that, you know, the past 45 years, we have been told to eat a low-fat diet. Um, And so, you know, people are eating these foods that are, you know, have been made to be lower in fat, which has made them higher in sugar. And, um, you know, so people haven't been eating the healthy fats. And you need those healthy fats for your cell membrane for the nutrition to get in and outside of your cells. So, I mean, people are dehydrated. They're toxic. And thankfully now, you know, new information is coming out where we're learning, you know, it's not really new. I think we've been talking about this for years, but fat is really important for many, many systems in your body. And um, eating healthy fats like coconut oil, cold-pressed olive oil, cold-pressed sesame oil, pumpkin seed oils are good. I mean, the vegetable oils are extremely toxic, and the GMO canola oils um, and corn oils are terrible for you. Um, Well, the thing that you mentioned about fat I think is really important. I don't want to get too technical, but a cell is fat, water, fat. Yeah. So if you if, and the whole body's made up of cells. So if you have bad fats, then your cells are bad. If you have good fats, then the ability for the cell to take in the water, the healthy moisture, comes in. So a lot of people, 
avoid fat because they're afraid of it for yeah. whatever reason. And I'm like, you get good, healthy fats, your skin will feel better, your eliminations will be better, your mucous membranes won't get as irritated, your eyes won't be as dry. You know, there's so many things that happen when you have good fats, but you also then hold your water, hold your liquids in the cells, which makes everything feel yeah, better. Yeah, which is so important. And talk, talk a little bit about the lymph, because you and I have talked about that a lot, um, and how important the lymph is in cleansing and detoxing. The lymph to me is probably the most important and under-recognized system in the body, and I'm pretty good at lymph. In some ways, I'm better than most people because years ago, my ex-wife got breast cancer. We live in Marin, and I started studying the lymph system. We got rid of it very quickly without any surgery and without any medication, mainly by pushing the detox pathways, and I use things like light beam generators and lasers to move it faster because when people have stuck lymph, something has to mobilize that. So the lymph system... You have 600 to 900 lymph glands throughout your body. So what are some common things that people can do? Can you give people some tips of like how to open up their lymph in an easy way? Like what are some tips with that, for that? The number one is get your colon working because everything, all the lymph dumps into there. So I mentioned the galt. Mm-hmm. So if you, don't, if you don't stay hydrated and you don't eliminate, then the bottom part of the drain doesn't empty. So that's number one. Number two, I think besides staying hydrated, which is really important in, in emulsifying that stuff, you have to move because the lymph doesn't have a heart. Mm -hmm. So if you don't move effectively for your body, and I have people that are overweight, so it's hard for them to move. They have to find easy ways that are not traumatizing to their joints. So like how long, like how many, like if you were going to just start with going on a walk, like how long would you have to walk to get your lymph going? It depends on the person, but generally a good 20 minutes. And if you can, some people can't do this because of other things, but if you could work up a little bit of a sweat, that's going to be very indicative of helpful movement of the lymph. There are some people that hardly ever sweat, which tells me they're dehydrated, Uh tells me their lymph is really stuck. So I would say, if that's the case, if you say, I never sweat, then you really want to focus on hydration. And remember, I have to always say this, hydration is water or healthy fluids plus electrolyte minerals. So I have people that have been dancers and they drink a gallon of water a day and they're actually low in electrolytes because they wash everything out. So hydration is not just water. It's the minerals you get in vegetable juices and fruit juices that are fresh. And sometimes you may have to take supplemental minerals and that will allow the lymph to move, not just water. So it's really important when you're drinking water to um, add some minerals. I mean, I personally have a reverse osmosis water uh, machine at my house because I have a child and I don't want him drinking fluoride, which unfortunately is in our water here in Marin. And so every time I pour myself a drink of water, I just put a couple drops of minerals in the water. And it's, it's, it is so important. I notice a huge difference with the minerals. And what I do, I recommend always is Himalayan salt because I found that when, yeah. I, blind, when I muscle test and I blind tested five different salts, I found that Himalayan salt worked better. It's got 84 trace minerals. You want the trace minerals. So you could just throw a little bit in your mouth, a little bit in your water. Yep. And what I do is when I dance, I do Zumba. When I dance, I carry a little vial in my pocket all the time or I carry a little baggie. And about every so every so often that I'm drinking water, I just put a pinch, just whatever I can pinch between two fingers in my mouth. I'm not saying put a tablespoon or a teaspoon. And you'll find that the water absorbs. And this is, we're talking about lymph. I want to explain one thing that I think people don't understand. A lot of women don't like drinking water because they say, I have urgency and I need to go all the time. Mm -hmm. And if I drink water, it's going to just go right through me and I'm going to feel washed out. If you do the minerals in the right way, you lose less of that urgency. So you have a lot less of that. 
And then I'm 65, and I went to see a friend of mine who's a little older internal medicine doc, and we were talking about some things with my health. And he said, so how well, how, you know, how long do you sleep and how well do you sleep? And I said, I sleep about six hours, you know, sometimes seven. And he says, well, how many times do you get up to urinate? And I said, none. And I said, if I sleep eight hours, I get up then. And he's like, well, you must not drink a lot. And I go, well, I drink a gallon a day on purpose because the general rule of thumb, since we're talking lymph, is a quart for every 50 pounds of body weight. So I weigh more than 150, so I have to do about a gallon. Now I put things in it. I put electrolytes in it. I put some green things in it. So it's not just straight water. And he's like, well, how can you drink that much and not get up to pee? And it's like, well, the bladder is like a wineskin. When it's hydrated, it expands and you have more capacity. And when you're dehydrated, it gets really shrunk and it won't hold as much. So I find that with women, particularly where they have urgency, they've gotten dehydrated. They don't know it. And it may take six to eight weeks of hydrating with fluids and minerals to get that bladder to expand. For men, especially when they're over 50, a lot of times it can take them longer because they've been eating that high-protein diet. Right. They've been eating all the dehydrating things, and now they don't want to drink anything because they wake up three or four times a night. Right. Yeah. So all that can change because if you're not urinating heavily, when I'm drinking that much, I urinate about every hour, and when I'm exercising, I sweat like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I feel really good. And that's moving the lymph. So we come back to movement right. is the most important thing to do it. But the fluid can't be toothpaste. It right. has to be fluid. Right. You need that that aspect to cleansing it. So what else? Is there anything else? Exercise, hydration, minerals. What else could you do for the lymph? Well, some people do, if they can't exercise in a normal way, a rebounder is a really good way. And it's been classically used for people that are having difficulties. And I like to recommend it. And if some people have stability issues, there's a little bar for the rebounder so that you can be stable when you're doing so it. So for people that don't know, a rebounder is just like a little trampoline that you can buy and just jump up and down uh, in your house. And it's really easy. I have one and uh, I don't do it very often. But yeah, that is a great thing to do. Now, the other thing is I have a lot of people that are compromised because they deal with a lot of chronic illness like Lyme. And so I'm saying just do, you can look this up on the web, a cross crawl exercise, which you can do at home. So it's when the right leg goes out, the left arm goes out and it's back and forth. And you can look up cross crawl on the okay. internet and that moves the lymph. Plus it keeps cerebral spinal fluid pumping really well. So now you're actually settling your nervous system. You're moving your lymph. You're getting a little bit of blood flow. And I tell, I have a woman that's 73 and I say when she's watching the news, she just sort of marches in place. Oh, for cool. 10 minutes while she's watching the news, and she's getting stronger and stronger. So no matter what you have, whether it's weakness, you're recovering from an illness, or you have anything like that, you can start out with simple movements that work. Now, the other thing is obviously massage, dry brushing. Those are mm -hmm. all really good things to move the lymph. You can do what self- about infrared sauna? Infrared saunas are used a lot. The problem is if people are coming in really dehydrated, they're going to make themselves worse. And so, yes- that's why so I just would make sure you get your minerals before you do your infrared yeah. sauna. So what other things, um, I mean, for me, just because I'm very sensitive to taking a lot of supplements, I, um, you know, obviously being the founder of Urban Remedy, I, you know, um, and my background in traditional Chinese medicine, I've used a lot of food for my own healing and well-being. And so for me, like I will drink green juice, I will eat a lot of foods that um, – have a high water content because that just helps open my detoxification pathways without having to take too many supplements. What um, And maybe we should talk briefly on the detoxification pathways 
you know, there's uh, two of them. Some well, people say there's th- three. There's three. Yeah. It started out as P450 cytochrome phase one and phase two of the liver. So somebody named it P450 yeah. before they figured out there was another right. couple phases. So in a really simple way to understand, um, you know, phase one, well, both of the phase one and phase two are changing a toxic substance in your body, conjugating it into a, a non-toxic substance. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's certain things you can take for phase one and phase two. And phase three is the excretion process, yes. right? Phase three is yeah. excretion. And we don't even call it phase three, but... It's, but if you can't, if you if, if you're, you're not excreting, yeah, then it's circulating in your body. And I think that that's a really important thing to talk about on a really simple level. Is just that some people will take something like milk milk thistle, or, or they'll take something to help their body detoxify and kind of move the toxins and squeeze the toxins out of the liver. But then, if you're not releasing it via urine or stool. Um, it's just floating in your bloodstream and you feel terrible. That's why a lot of people get detoxification headaches and really don't feel good. So do you have any tips um, for people to be able to actually do the last two to excrete the toxins out of their body? Well, it's methylation, sulfation, and glucuronidation are your pathways. And I don't want to get too technical, but if you look at the vegetables that you eat, you know, when you're eating things like the cruciferous vegetables, mm-hmm. you support that. So all the vegetables, people don't even need to think about it. If they would get high vegetable intake, they're going to probably get all the detoxification phase two things that they need. Yes, you can take supplements, and I test people every day and figure that out, but some people don't want to take supplements, and I will also tell them, do it with your food first for two reasons. Number one, it's going to change all that pH and hydration, but number two, it's going to stop putting the junk in. So when people start increasing the good stuff, they find themselves no longer attracted to the bad stuff. So yeah. it's like, why would you try to encourage a detox pathway and then just keep putting in Cheetos and all the things that don't work because totally. you're clogging it up all the time? It's so true. So I try and transition people. Once they fill up with the good – there's three things that happen. They fill up with it. Their taste buds tell them they don't need a lot more food. Oh, my God, because their body is looking for nutrients. And when you eat, So why do I like food? When you've had enough of a certain thing, whether it's a drink or a salad, your taste buds go, I'm done right now. Whereas when you're eating junk, we all know you can't eat one Lay's potato chip. You can't eat one Pepperidge Farm cookie because, you know, in the end of our eating by David Kessler, MD, he was former dean of UCSF Med School. He was former former dean of Harvard Med School, and he was head of the FDA for eight years. He talks about how the food industry makes food so addictive that you can't stop eating it. Oh, yeah. We could do a whole podcast on that itself. I mean, it's crazy. But the point is, if you eat the good food, the addictive cravings go away. And you get satisfied. Yeah. So the bottom line is really eat a lot of plant food. Don't eat processed foods. Eat foods in their natural state. Eat foods that have high water content. That means fruits, vegetables, um, fresh fruits and vegetables, low amounts of non-glutinous grains. You know, we were talking about before the things to stay away from, um, you know, if you're feeling toxic are, or just things to stay away from. I mean, I stay away from these things in my my everyday life. Corn, soy, uh, dairy, dairy. Soy, uh, wheat, dairy, corn, soy, and sugar is yeah, what I say to people. Exactly. And processed food. So anytime you're getting food that's in a box and it's packaged and it has a long shelf life, those are the foods that you want to eat the, the lowest amount of. You want to eat mostly plant foods. And if you're eating protein, you want to eat grass-fed, pastured eggs, um, and really clean meats and uh, fish. And clean dairy for some people that work yeah. well with it. There are some Grass-fed, people, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then other things that you kind of want to check off um, are what kind of uh, chemicals are you using in your house? What kind of cleaning, you know, what laundry detergent do you use? It's really good to do, you know, a natural non-toxic detergents that are free of um, perfumes as well. Um, you don't want to store food in plastic containers or really eat out of plastic containers or drink out of plastic containers if you can avoid it, um, especially ones that have BPA. What are some other things, Mark, that you – Well, actually, one of the things – you were talking about all these things that you don't want to have in your house. Remember, all those things that you breathe in or go in through your skin clog the lymph. Right. So people think about they're trying to get their diet alkaline, they're trying to get high water content, but if you're breathing in all those things, then it's going to cause a problem. And I would add that anything you put on your skin, cosmetic or whatever, mm -hmm. should be edible because it's going in your body. Really so whatever, important. Yeah, you know, whatever goes on your skin, if you can't eat it, it's toxic. And then now your lymph system is having to detox that, so you're just adding more insult to injury. Really important. I mean, things like, you know, Vaseline cream and things like that. Um, you really want to stay away from those. And thankfully, now there's a whole bunch of companies that um, really sell all non-toxic skincare products. So you can just look on the web for that. And definitely, that's such a good point. Anything you put or rub on your skin is, is going directly into your body, and your body has to detoxify that. And I would also add, I mean, we haven't, we're not discussing this because it could be a whole other topic, but how you take care of yourself mentally and emotionally, if you keep your stress level down and the, the inputs of noise and lights and all those things down, you're going to stay out of fight or flight. Mm -hmm. When you stay out of fight or flight, your immune system works and your immune system is your lymph system and you're going to find digestion working better. So we're assuming that when people have a quiet place to eat and they're not having a whole lot of noise and a lot of stimulation, they digest better, of course, because yeah. they're out of fight or flight. So those are important pieces to always put in because some people feel that a lot more than others. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so important. I mean, it's definitely looking at it from a holistic approach. It's, you know, trying to rid your house of any toxic chemicals that you can, keep your air clean. You know, unfortunately, we're inundated with toxins and chemicals, um, you know, buy it from pesticide spraying, um, just cars and, you know, everything that's happening in our world right now. And so we don't live in, in clean environments. So we are exposed to things all the time and our body has to deal with those. And then on top of that, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of unhealthy processed meats, um, you don't feel good, you're tired, you're sluggish, you're not sleeping good, you're not having regular bowel movements, you know, you really should consider changing your lifestyle, changing your diet and and Part of the way to start that is doing a gentle detox, which you can do just through foods. And you don't have to worry when you change your diet that anything bad can happen to you because you're just eating fruits and vegetables. And like Mark said earlier, fruits and vegetables contain all of the chemicals, the phytonutrients that your body needs to detox properly, rich in antioxidants and all kinds of antioxidants. They're going to fight free radicals, which are formed when your body is backed up. So... Please start changing your diet and eating healthy and drinking clean water and exercising. And thank you so much, Mark. Do you have any last? Um, one other thing for those mothers yeah. and those people in relationship, when you try and get your children or your husband or someone to eat better, their taste buds have adapted to the bad stuff. Mm 
So you may have to start with things that they can handle because mm-hmm. it will taste really good to you and to them it will taste bad. So yeah. you have to start with things that they will ingest and be able to tolerate because in many cases they're going to look at it, they're going to taste it, and it's going to taste awful, and you're saying, but it doesn't. Yeah. They've adapted, and now they have to transition into the good stuff. Yeah, and if you want uh, more information on recipes and ways to eat clean, um, you could go to our blog. It's urbanremedy.com and hit the blog, and we have all kinds of recipes um, on there that are really – some of them are actually really, really kid-friendly. And my book, um, Urban Remedy, The Four-Day Cleanse Retreat, you can check that out. And, Mark, give um, people your website so they can go and visit you there. Okay. They can look me up on corecarecenter.com. And then I also have a teaching website where I teach mostly chiropractors, osteopaths, naturopaths, and that's called Mark Weil Health. M-A-R-C-W-E-I-L-L health.com. So there's some videos, excerpts from my trainings there. And we're going to do, um, I would like to definitely do some more podcasts with Mark because he has a lot of great information on lots of subjects. But thank you so much for listening today, and we will be talking to you soon. Mm-hmm.